This is the Beginner's Guide to Human Design. I'm your host, Madeline Evergreen. This podcast makes understanding your human design chart super simple and easy. Have you ever looked at your chart and seen all those shapes, lines, arrows, and numbers and gotten lost in the descriptions? Me too. After countless hours of practice and study, I'm here to break it down for you. Now let's get into today's episode. We're diving into more of your questions today. This is another Ask Me Anything episode, and you submitted a bunch of incredible questions over on Instagram and on email, and I'm answering some more today. This is our third Ask Me Anything episode ever on the podcast, and I just love doing these. But first, let's do the review of the week. We'll travel over to Apple Podcasts, and I'm choosing a review. This one is called Clarity Galore, and it's five stars. I came across Madeline randomly by searching projector in the search bar. Madeline was unique to me because she has a 4-6 profile, and I also have a 4-6 profile, so her interpretation of the 4 and the 6 lines was one I had never heard before. Her to-the-point videos on the 4 and 6 line revealed stuff about me that I have never heard before and has given me clarity, and I'm in alignment." Honestly, I was uncertain about being a 4-6, but she made it clear that this is how I'm supposed to live my life. All in all, I'm glad that I came across Madeline's podcast, and I'm definitely a subscriber for life. Woo-woo! I love it. Oh my goodness. These videos that this person is talking about are some reels I made over on Instagram. It seems like a lot of confusion is out there about the six line. So I've been doing a lot of reels and just um, stories and stuff specifically about the six, but go over there and check those out if you are interested. And if this was your review, thank you. I love you. I'm so grateful. And you can send me a, a DM over on Instagram. Let me know what username you use to write this review and you can send me your birth information so I can look up your chart and you can ask me a deep in-depth human design question. And I've been answering these questions either anonymously for people or using their name, whatever they prefer over on Instagram on a video. And these videos usually go for like 10 or 15 or even longer minutes long. We really dive in. It's almost like a mini reading session personalized for you. So if you also want to win that, then you can just write a review over on Apple Podcasts and enter into the drawing and maybe you will win. Okay, we are getting into some questions. All right, this is from Mrs. Vo over on Instagram. What a cute name. Hey, Madeline, thank you so much for doing another Ask Me Anything. I'm new to manifesting as I am to human design. Here's my question. What's your take when a cascade of unwanted outcomes happen after a period of the absolute best things happening? Is this bad stuff catching up or is the slate wiped clean as soon as you're in a better space? To elaborate, I'm focusing on following my sacral authority and have been on a real high the last month or so as so many things are going fantastic right now. Most of this was due to me saying goodbye to a toxic work situation that had me in a bad place for a year and now I'm doing work that is so important and rewarding for me. That was about a month and a half ago and for the last, oh, for the past week, no less than five pretty not great things have happened ranging from the internet fraud to a car accident, death on my daughter's baptism day, my sister-in-law miscarrying. It just feels like boom, boom, boom. What the heck is happening? How can we make it stop? 
wow, okay, that is a lot of challenging stuff happening. And the the truth is, I don't know what's happening. I, I have no idea. I can't tell you exactly why this is happening, but I do want to say that we have been in an insane astrological period the last couple of months. Right now, it is June 2023, if you're listening way out in the future. I think since March, we've been on a pretty wild ride, and especially the last like month, like in May 2023. I am not an astrologer. I can't even explain it to you, but I do follow a lot of astrology teachers and really pay attention to what's happening and what to watch out for, and I know that pretty much everybody in my life went through massive turmoil around the time when you sent this to me. So I do wonder if these are having to do with the shift in the planets. And I know that the energy around this time is about exposing areas of our life that need to let need to be let go of so that we can create abundance. So I wonder if any of this challenging stuff is because of that. I believe we were also in Mercury in retrograde, which can cause everything to go kind of haywire. But when it comes to your control over things, you being in alignment, I noticed that you said that as soon as you started following your sacral authority, you've been on a real high and things were going fantastic. And then it kind of took a turn. So maybe you are on the spiral path like all of us humans are, where you continue to have lessons show up over and over and over again. And as soon as you feel like you've got it down, like, oh, I've mastered life. I've found the key to happiness. I'm doing so well. Well, life continues to happen. Like we're on this treadmill and life just keeps on happening. It keeps on happening. And then boom, your recurring life lesson or your recurring karma or that thing that always gets you shows up again. And then you need to remember to apply what you've learned again. And so I, I don't know you, but I wonder if you really thought that you were following your sacral authority, but then a challenge showed up and then if the sacral authority got thrown out the window and perhaps you didn't follow it and then a cascade of challenges started showing up. And I just would invite you to reflect on that and ask yourself, did I really follow my sacral authority 100% or did I let that go when things got hard? I don't know. That's just a question that I would have for you. But I would love an update. So Mrs. Vo, feel free to message me again and give me an update. How is it going? All right, next question is from Happy Days MG. I'm actually curious about the different energy types and relationship. Are two manifesting generators compatible? Yes, anybody is compatible. So there's nothing in human design where we could say, oh, wow, you should never be with this type or you can never, you know, be with that person or these two are definitely going to be most compatible. It's all different for everybody and everybody's going to express their own unique chart wildly different. So yes, two manifesting generators are definitely compatible. They're both probably going to have a lot of interests, maybe separate interests. They need to make sure 
that they don't put so high of expectations on the relationship that they think that though they always have to have the same interests together. They each need to follow their own unique interests. And if they come together, that's great. If they go separate ways, that's also great. But really, anybody can be compatible. I would say it's the people that are most in alignment with themselves are the most compatible with other people. If one person's in alignment and one person's way out of alignment, no matter what their chart, that's where things become way more difficult. Now, Inspire asked, what does it mean if all four arrows are pointing in one direction? Great question. Oh my goodness. How much time do you have? And also, uh, this is one of my favorite topics in the world. So the four arrows... When those are those four arrows that are up at the top of the chart, kind of around the head, and everybody's arrows can point to the left or to the right. And when they all point to the left, that means the person is built to be consistent, active, specific, and strategic. That's something that you learn deeply inside of Manifest with Madeline. So anybody that wants to use those arrows for manifestation, get into that course when it opens up. But essentially, when they all point to the left, that person really is carrying the energy of the old ways that we're actually still in. If you've heard about the new paradigm, that's something that Jenna Zoe talks about a lot. And I recommend that everybody goes to myhumandesign.com and purchase Jenna Zoe's class on the new paradigm. It's like a three hour long class. I watched it multiple times. It's amazing and very helpful. But what it's about is that in 2027, we are going to have a new era. Things are all shifting. The energy is changing and it's like a new theme for humanity. And we've been in this old theme for a few hundred years. And the The theme goes really, really well with people that have all four arrows pointing to the left. So the energy of being consistent, active, specific, and strategic is what we really needed to get through the past couple hundred years as humans. Moving forward for the next few hundred years, starting in 2027, we're going to use more of the energy of those four arrows pointing to the right. So if all four four arrows are to the right, that means that you are inconsistent, nonspecific, passive, and receptive. None of those words are good or bad. They're just different qualities and bring a different light to any situation. But going forward, the energy is shifting so much and humanity is going in a new direction energetically. I'm not the person that's an expert Go watch Jenna Zoe's new paradigm class for all of that information. Now, this next question is from, I'm not sure how to say this, like Ray underscore of underscore life on Instagram. Hi, Madeline. Hope you're feeling great. I just finished your podcast episode on projectors and it talked to me quite well. I have a question regarding business as a projector. How can a projector survive financially if we have to wait and mastering our expertise while waiting. We can't live without money. Nobody talks about that. Are we doomed to have a meaningless side job until one day we get an invitation in the field we really want to work in? Thanks for your podcast because it's really understandable for beginners. Have a great day. Ah, I love this question so much. I would say that the strategy of waiting for the invitation is one of the most commonly misinterpreted aspects of human design. 
that and line six. I don't know. It just seems like those two get really mixed up. So no, you do not need to sit around and have a meaningless side job to wait for an invitation to make money. Absolutely not. Waiting for the invitation really refers to the invitation from other people asking you for your advice and your wisdom and your guidance. So a projector, remember, is somebody with a special, unique point of view, a bird's eye view that's unique to them, where they see things in a fresh new way, their own way. And because of their perspective, they have excellent advice to give for um, most things. However, if a projector just lets themselves run wild, they are going to be giving unsolicited advice all the time, 24-7. They're going to be constantly telling people things that people aren't ready to hear or don't want to hear. And that's very upsetting for other people. And then it causes the projector to get out of alignment with bitterness. So waiting for the invitation is really referring to the projector waiting for people to do two things. One, ask the projector for their advice. So somebody might say, hey, projector, or hey, Jan, whatever your name is, could you give me some advice on this? Could you lend me your perspective? Could you help me work through this issue? What do you think about this? What do you think I should do? How could this work better? They need to ask one of those types of questions to the projector. And then number two, the projector needs to sense that that person truly wants to know and that that person will take the projector seriously. And they're not just asking to be polite. So that's where that waiting for the invitation piece comes in. It doesn't mean that a projector needs to wait in order to take action on anything. While the projector is waiting, that's like the best time of their life because they get to just follow their interests and their natural talents. So whatever they're good at, whatever they're interested in, they focus on themselves and focus on doing those things. So if you want to start a business, have a big job, make money, do anything, you just go and do those things because you want to and because you're interested and because it's fueling you a little bit like how a generator should be acting all the time, a little bit like that. Then while the projector is focusing on themselves and not being a busybody, worrying about what everybody else is doing or focusing on judging people for their choices, while they're just focusing on themselves, they like plump up their projector energy in their aura and everybody else can pick up on the fact that this person is a projector and we need to go to them for advice. That's how it works. So absolutely focus on yourself, do what you want, make money however you want, master your own life. And then once you start really doing that and loving it, people will come to you asking for your wisdom. And then this same person also said, I have another question and I haven't seen your answer in your current Q&As. Regarding projectors, aren't we allowed to do what we love and are we the only... Wait, sorry, let me say this again. Regarding projectors, aren't we allowed to do what we love and are we only there to help others do what they love? Can we have our own personality and desire and ways of being creative? Are we condemned to live life through somebody else? How can someone accept that? Thank you so much for your help and understanding of this. Have a great day. Oh, I love this question as well. And this is going to be our last one today. So hang in there, everybody. Yes, you are allowed to do what you love. And no, you are not only here to help others do what they love. Nope. 
A projector was born into this world at a time when humanity was going from learning how to procreate, survive, get food, make fire, get shelter. That's what the focus was before the projectors were born on the planet. Then the projectors were born so that we could improve systems, make towns, make businesses, make better homes, make um, all kinds of things that have exploded humanity into being what it is today. More than just humans surviving and making babies and getting food and finding shelter. So the projector's real role in life is to help make improvements. Absolutely. But a projector can't make any improvements if they don't have anything to show for themselves, if they don't have any skills for themselves, if they're just popped out of the womb and they're born a projector, they actually need to spend their life focusing on themselves, like what I just said in the last question, focusing on what are their interests? How can they get really good at something and then use that as their kind of in on helping improve the world? So they're not just waiting around for somebody to ask for a favor, any favor. No. Imagine this. Imagine if a projector didn't even know they were a projector. So they're not all concerned with these concepts. And they're like, wow, I'm just so into music. I love music. I'm going to learn 10 instruments and then I'm going to learn how to be a DJ. And then I'm going to learn how to, you know, make my own music, whatever. I don't really know how it works, but they're just spending their entire childhood, adolescence, teenage years, 20s, 30s, 40s, mastering the world of music. And then what if that person actually became some kind of consultant for musicians, for how to have a better music career? Or what if they invented a new type of software that can make it easier for amateurs to make music on their computer? Or what if they actually built a brand new instrument and they invented some kind of new type of instrument that makes a different kind of sound? Or what if a projector in the music industry became like a band manager and was running this band and they became like the top band in the world and revolutionized music. So it's that projector would never be able to use their unique perspective if they didn't get the experience of learning music themselves and loving music and diving into music. It's it's amazing to be a projector when you focus on yourself. And that's how you're going to feel less burnt out as well. Because you know how generators and manifesting generators create energy by getting really lit up and excited about life? Well, the truth is, is that everybody feels that. Like, ignore your energy type for a second and think about a day where you just had so much fun that you couldn't even go to sleep because, oh my God, it was so fun all day and you were doing all your favorite things. Everybody has experienced energy from having a good time, right? So sometimes we can just simplify our lives and almost forget about our human design charts and use the common sense stuff we all know. We all love to love things, but the outcome is going to be different. For people in the generator category, the outcome of doing things they love is really how they participate in humanity properly. That's how they contribute energy to the world, and that's how they find what lights them up even more. For a projector, doing things that they enjoy and are interested in and look sparkly to them, 
that is how they are going to get more knowledge and get an even better bird's eye view, an even more unique perspective where they can give even better advice. See what I'm saying? So I hope that that helps. I hope you all enjoyed these Q&A episodes. I'm sure that we're going to do more in the future because I just love, love, love doing these. In the meantime, go and share this podcast episode or your favorite podcast episode over on Instagram. Tag me at healthy underscore Madeline. I love to see who's listening. Sometimes I get really lonely on these podcasts because I have no idea who's out there, but I know that there are people listening from literally all over the world. It blows my mind when I look at the statistics of this podcast and see how many of you there are and how widespread this is. So I love you all, no matter what country you're in, no matter where you are and what time you're listening. I'm sending you so much good energy. Thank you for being here. Thank you for being interested in human design. And I just want to say that someday I would love to meet you all in person. I keep making friends from all over the globe, especially friends on Instagram. And I just feel like I need to go on a world tour and meet everybody. So I don't know how that's ever going to happen, but you never know. You just never know. So in the meantime, share the show, share it with your friends, get them into human design because the best conversations with friends seriously are about human design. All right, everybody, I'll catch you in a week.